0: Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real time at 1180wfyl.com, coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area, and we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Jaramita from Jaramita Law Offices, most of you know me as Mike G, and you're listening to Mike G in the Morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. You know, I want to thank everybody for being with us this morning. And I want to remind you that if you want to join in on the action, the free and open exchange of thoughts and ideas throughout the entire week, Be sure to check us out through all major social media platforms. Our Facebook account is facebook.com slash Mike G in the morning. Our Twitter handle is at Radio Mike G. Our YouTube page is Mike G in the morning. Don't forget to like our videos and subscribe. Many of you have seen our video handing out care packages to homeless veterans in New York City. We recently posted another video. I ran into somebody who was standing outside of a Planned Parenthood in Westchester, Pennsylvania, holding a sign that simply said, pray to end abortion. So I pulled over and I started a discussion. Very nice lady. Check out that video, like our videos, and subscribe. That's YouTube, Mike G in the Morning. And we also have a screen name, On the Instant Grams website, our screen name on that Instant Grams is Mike G in the Morning. I also want to remind our listeners about our powerhouse lineup we've got here at Fox News Radio WFYL. We've got the Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. We have Scott Adams bringing you the Scott Adams Show, weekdays, 9 a.m. until noon. Second Amendment advocate Dana Lash comes on at 1 p.m. on the weekdays, right until Ben Shapiro. And finally, we've got the great Michael Savage, bringing you now two full hours of the Savage Nation weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in and show him some love. And with that, you know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. We've got a very special guest with us in the studio here today. We've got Kerry, who's back with us. Hi, Mike. Started out on this program on one of our round tables, joined back, and he's here for a third appearance on the Mike G in the Morning program. Thank you, Kerry, for coming with us today.
1: You're welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I think we've got a whole lot to talk about. You're gonna have to really eat that microphone. Really lean in over there. All right. Get right in there. You know, nom, nom, nom. last week I spoke <laughs> about how... That episode would be the last we broadcasted from our home base over in West Norton, Pennsylvania. We've got a new location here in Abington, and for those of us who are watching on the video stream can see, we're just moving in over here, roughing it a little bit, aren't we, Gary?
1: We sure are. I mean, it's got got Spackle on the walls and uh, the... uh the, uh, the banner there is held up with duct tape, but you know what? It's got a nice homey feel. That's it makes right. you realize that this station runs on love.
0: Home is where the heart is. So uh, we're, we're going to get right into it. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've seen these impeachment hearings all over the air the last couple of weeks. And I know a lot of people have thoughts on this. If you listen to the Democrats, you'd think that everybody's on the same page. We've got no choice but to impeach the president. But as you talk to people, you know, Trump just had a rally in Harrisburg a couple of days ago. And it seemed like there were a whole lot of supporters over there. So I think we're seeing more of the same from what we saw prior to the 2016 election. And they're so out of touch with the common person, the common
1: individual. They think
0: nobody could possibly think any way other than they
1: do. Is that what you're seeing, Kerry? pretty much. I mean, as far as the impeachment, I don't know how much you want me to go into it, but I I believe that the uh I mean or at least it's pretty obvious they know he's not getting impeached. The Democrats have absolutely nothing and they haven't had anything, which is, you know, why one of the reasons Trump got elected for such a long time now. And uh so they're basically uh like I said they they know that in the Senate he he's not they're not going to vote to impeach him. So basically they're just killing dead air.
0: Well, well let's clarify that. So the House will move to impeach and the Senate will not remove him, right? After that trial, I think it's It's highly doubtful, especially given the makeup. And, you know, it's a real shame that uh, these are really long partisan lines here. And it really shows you an idea of what's going on. Now, my primary issue, and I think the issue for a lot of people in this situation, is that when you have a party who's vowed to impeach the president from the very beginning, from the outset, before they found anything, it kind of shows where they were going with this. From the very beginning they wanted to get rid of this guy because they weren't happy with the outcome of the election. Russ, why don't you hit that video?
1: Since we have invested so much, and since we have endured so much, we've got to provide the leadership to get rid of him. We can do this, you all, but we've got to stand up. I want you to rally, I want you to tweet, I want you to go on Facebook, I want you to write to your elected officials. I want you to do everything, whether it's in a church or whether in a, it's in a meeting of any kind. If you're with the labor unions, etc., get busy and keep going until we do what needs to be done. I am saying, Impeach 45. <laughs> impeach 45. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. you so much
0: love you all thank you impeach 45 can they say that any more times in a row carrie
1: uh i I, you know what i don't think that they can it's um that the things that they're impeaching him or yeah that they're going to impeach him for of course he will not be removed from office uh the things they're trying to impeach him for were things that never had actually happened so didn't uh What do you
0: make of that? They keep changing the narrative, I think. They keep moving the target for them. You know, anybody can go out in the woods and shoot an arrow and then draw a bullseye around the arrow where it landed, right? And it seems to me that's what the Democrats are doing here. But the primary issue is, I think a lot of people on the right would be concerned if there were impeachable offenses going on. If there were seriously corruption taking place, that would concern them. But because the Democrats have come on out from the outset with this goal, with this objective to impeach the president, it becomes very difficult to figure out what's true, what's not true, and what's really motivi- motivated by their partisan agenda. Is that what you'd say?
1: You know, at some point, um, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, at some point, uh, and I've spoken to uh, yeah, with what I do, I have uh, the. Um, you got to really the, talk directly. Uh, uh, I know you, you right. don't do this every week. Kerr. I don't.
0: <laughs> so you got to be rude on the
1: radio. You got to uh, talk
0: directly into the microphone. Don't I, have to look. I have me in the no eye.
1: problem with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so speaking to Democrats, uh, speaking to liberals, progressives, um, you realize that even they are starting to see that the Democrats are crying wolf. When you, when as you said, um, you know, they continuously move the goalposts, it's Russia, no, 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 it's the Ukraine, no, 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 he said something mean, no, he's he's a racist, mean white man, whatever, whatever it is. Okay, even they, some of them, the ones who aren't too indoctrinated, realize that what's going on here, what is going on, and uh, and that's that.
0: And really, one of the things that was telling is that they come out with what they want to impeach him for, and they pull based on the different items they could mention in the articles of impeachment. And then when bribery polls at the highest, okay, that's their new narrative. Let's push with that one. It's basically, they're going on what's most popular among the left to get something that is impeachable. And then they're trying to apply whatever they could get toward that end goal. You see that?
1: I do. I do do see that. that. So how is anybody In other words what you're saying is that they're they're basically uh you know they they have the uh, the box of impeachment so to speak and then they're saying well now that we have this shell of a topic um what can we fill it with and uh trying to make that happen
0: Absolutely, because at the beginning it was Mueller, right? Mueller was going to be their knight in shining armor. He was going to bring this home. He was going to put Trump in jail as far as they were concerned. Yeah, he was the great hope. And then it didn't work out that way. They they didn't get what they wanted from that, so they immediately moved on to something else. And whether it's he didn't return his library books in time, or he was jaywalking, or whatever it might be, they're going to use whatever they possibly can to move forward on this. And I think people are seeing through this. Do you think that uh, if we get to the next election, and I say if because we have a strong push to take this guy down that hasn't let up since the man got into office, and it was really formulating prior to him even getting into office. Uh, If he gets there, what do you think the outcome of the election will be?
1: Um, Well, Well, you know know what, uh, I don't don't know if you want to touch on this yet, but... but Michael Bloomberg is running, who has a lot of money, more than Trump. And, uh, if you can buy an election, which again and again and again, it's been proven uh, throughout all levels of government in all countries that y- you kind of pretty much can. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's, I guess, a topic for maybe later in the show, but I mean, pu- literally, quite literally, public enemy number one of the Second Amendment, um, anti self defense, um, uh, advocate. That's what he is, right? Uh, Michael, Michael Bloomberg, um, I think that's going to be dangerous. But uh I think what you're asking me is, will he even make it there to face whoever? Um Yeah, I think he will, because from what I understand, the Senate needs a supermajority, which is two thirds to vote on to get Trump out. And I highly doubt something tells me the Republicans or Democrats or any party is not going to vote to take themselves out of office, Uh which and, and of course, the Democrats know this, which is why it's such frankly, it's such a waste of taxpayer money. It's an insult. It really is. But all that aside,
0: is there really enough there in the first place to get that far with that set to, t- to remove him with that supermajority?
1: You're saying if the supermajority, saying it, let's I, let's
0: say we take politics out of this. You're saying yeah. nobody is going to vote to remove somebody from office. If you really look at the stone cold hard facts, what yeah. they're what they're presenting to us for these impeachable offenses. Do you think that that's really going to hold up
1: during this trial that takes place in the Senate anyhow? Absolutely not. And in fact, the trial is going to backfire and is, and has been. I mean, if anybody has the slightest idea of what's going on, has been backfiring because the more, just like with the Mueller trial, the more they expose, the more they see. And the more people who, you know, who do tell the truth on the stand, the more they see, uh, nothing to see here. But MSNBC, CNN, and the other propaganda um, outlets uh, continuously put out impeach, impeach, impeach. And and if you ask, which I have uh, people, in fact, I, I urge the people at home to, is, you know, what exactly did he do? The Russians, Ukraine, nobody knows. I barely know, and I watch it.
0: So do you think part of the strategy is to just confuse everybody to throw out as much there as possible confuse people and if you say it enough times then it must be true
1: Yeah I think it's just like anything else um anything um well I, I can certainly use Trump as an example for for what I'm g- going to say uh even if it wasn't about Trump but uh the very he, he was a great guy he's on the and he still is a great guy but um uh he's um He's the uh, he's the um host of the apprentice, he's the people's billionaire blah 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 and all of a sudden he becomes "quote unquote he's a racist terrible mean mean man and uh, he only wants people he only wants legal people to come here. No, 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 he doesn't want any any people with skin darker than an albino to come here. He's a very bad man, of course he's not And all the while, he's at these
0: award ceremonies, uh, taking pictures with Al Sharpton and things of that nature. Now, I got my own personal problems with Al Sharpton on many levels. But typically, if you're someone who's a racist and has exhibited this behavior, you're going to be no friend of Al Sharpton. Isn't that
1: fair to say? (laughs) It is fair to say. Here's the funny thing about racists, okay? Racist people... Say and do racist things. For instance, um, you can take any any of your uh, you know any um, any KKK leader. They are racist. They say racist things. You can take and I hope um, you know the, you know some companies. Oh, this company's racist. No, no, no. There's there's been very few things in modern history that have been racist done by a company but for example this is this is history i don't know if denny's is a uh, a sponsor of the show but in the 90s a memo went around went around denny's you can look this up on the internet it's very easy to find the blackout policy horrible to lock black people out in a certain district that is racist trump has never that i've heard said anything racist. Racist stuff is is awful. It's not stuff you have to kind of bend around and say, oh, that could have been... Okay, racist people say racist things.
0: Yeah, and they, they constantly shift the narrative. It's very difficult to have conversations with these people sometimes. And I know that ultimately, we do want to have civil conversations with people who have different political views. But it becomes very difficult when you're talking about two different things. I always talk about when you, when you discuss gun control legislation, and they start talking about assault weapons. And the first question has to be, well, what exactly is an assault weapon, right? And you usually can't get a straight answer from these people, and the discussion can't get any further, because if you just skip that part, you're really talking about two completely different things in all likelihood. And the same thing goes for you talking about build the wall, right? Trump being against illegal immigration. And saying things overtly like, listen, I, I work with a lot of Mexican people. They're beautiful people, but uh, we need Mexican people to come here legally. I deal with a lot of immigrants. We got to have them come here legally. But they want to turn the conversation to immigration. You say, no, 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 we're talking about two completely different things. Talking about a here. border. Literally we're, a border. We're talking crossing. about we're talking about illegal immigration, and you're bringing this conversation to immigration as a whole, and they're two completely different things, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. Like I was saying, they they one is talking about the physical shoring up of a border. The other is talking about what you need, need to legally do to become an American citizen or to get a visa, uh, etc. Physical border versus what goes on in an immigration office are two different things. It's a law enforcement thing.
0: For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters. Only on Fox News Radio. WFYL.
1: I love the way you say those call signs.
0: I'm sure you do. W-F-Y-L.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's talk more about this. You mentioned Michael Bloomberg. Uh, Michael Bloomberg should be concerning for anybody who's an advocate of the Second Amendment or for anybody who thinks that the Second Amendment is important. You might not be a gun guy, so to speak. I know they give us all these pejorative labels. They call us gun nuts. They call us preppers and all kinds of things. Really, most people I meet in the Second Amendment community are regular law-abiding citizens who want nothing more than an option to protect themselves and to protect their loved ones. And I don't know how anybody can logically argue against that. But the bottom line is, Michael Bloomberg has been at this pro-gun control narrative, pushing this pro-gun control agenda for quite some time. And he's really made no bones about it. And he's out there Instantly, with this run for president, he is talking about the measures he wants to take with
1: respect to gun control at the federal level. The name of the lobbying organization, Mothers Against, uh, The guns... Moms Uh, Demand Action. Moms Demand Action. Michael Bloomberg is the leader... you got to really process this. Michael Bloomberg is the leader of the nation's pro-gun... I'm sorry, anti-gun lobby. He's not said some things. He's not... He's quite literally the leader of the nation's anti-gun, anti-self-defense lobby. Moms Demand Action. Moms who are being used as useful idiots in the absolute... Um, and no, that's not saying moms are idiots, okay? Uh, I'm saying that he's using, yeah, okay, because my mom's not an idiot, no moms are. All right. Anyway, the, um, what I'm saying is that he is using people who are completely uninformed. Well, uh, the audience obviously knows what a useful, useful idiot is, but he's using people who are not into it to think, um, uh, to, um, well, what, what any, what any of these people do. I think, uh, moving along, the, um, so, how can you possibly have somebody come into office who is – has a a pro whether you like America or you don't like America, whether you like the Constitution or you don't like the Constitution? How can you – how could we possibly – I don't care what side of the aisle you're on – vote to have somebody come into office who is – has a campaign against a, a, a line item of the Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment – um, it would be the same as, I mean, quite literally, as having somebody who's against having people, um, against, uh, somebody who's for cruel and unusual punishment. Or, you know, you can, you can apply it to me. I am for cruel and unusual punishment. I am against free speech. In fact, give me that microphone, Mike. I am, uh, against. Free speech. Well,
0: well, uh, you know. uh, And I'm running
1: for office. No knock on law enforcement, but I've seen
0: uh, a few in my day who might be against uh, protections against unreasonable searches and seizures under certain conditions. And that's why we have
1: the checks and balances and we have attorneys like you.
0: (laughs) Remember, folks, I don't consent to any searches. That's That's what you need to remember when you're involved in these interactions. But getting back to Michael Bloomberg and... His agenda. He talked about a whole lot of things. One thing he mentioned would be a federal version of the red flag laws, and I think we all know the danger in red flag laws. How they're ripe for abuse, right? We talked about them basically being an avenue for anybody who's ever had a vendetta against anybody
1: for anything. I've seen it floating around Facebook.
0: What uh, but that uh,
1: blah blah. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should probably should probably say what I'm talking about. Um, I see people, um, I go and I click around, um, very liberal, progressive things. I want, you know, I want to see what's going on out there. Uh, I, I don't like the whole echo chamber thing. I know what people who are thinking, what I'm thinking are already thinking. And I love hearing that stuff, but, um, Hey, I'm going to red flag this guy. I'm thinking of red flagging my neighbor. It's coming out because there's no, you can literally say, listen, I don't like the way this guy looks. I, I think he's, he's violent. I know he's got guns. And, uh, what it does is it makes, swatting, if people don't know the term, Mike, you mentioned it before, which is literally calling, hey, I think this guy's got a, you know, blah, blah, blah in his house, and um people usually do that anonymously. Um So it's making it so you don't even have to do it anonymously, uh, or, you know, go to a, hide at a payphone or something, just say, you know, I don't think, I don't like that this guy's up to. They come to your house, they take your guns by force, men with guns show up in the middle of the night, which is really dangerous to begin with, and they take guns by force, and, uh, because when they show up to take somebody's guns, they don't know what they're expecting. So you know they have to protect themselves. So they're busted into the house, and then you can go to court, right, Mike, and and show that you're not crazy, right? Show
0: that that you're not a danger to yourself or others. You basically get put on the stand. You get put on the spot to show that you are entitled to your constitutional
1: right. So it's literally guilty until proven innocent right, in the absolute. You're presumed guilty until you prove. And you need to hire a lawyer well, if you, you're smart.
0: You, you get treated like you're guilty from the yeah. outset, right? Because from the yeah. from the very beginning, what's happening before you've had the opportunity to be heard is you're being put on the spot and, and you have to do something in order to get out of this situation, right?
1: Yeah. You don't feel like you're uh, just an innocent, good American when uh, you're woken up at 445 in the morning for a pre-dawn raid, uh, kicking open your door. Uh, to take your guns and and folks this has already this isn't like oh this could happen no 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 this has happened it's the law in many states and uh actually um correct me if I'm wrong like Maryland right Maryland they busted into a guy's house um you know some confusion okay and the man got killed
0: uh, what what happened was that when he heard somebody busting down his door first thing in the morning he came down the steps armed to protect himself from what he probably presumed, was some kind of intruder of some sort. Which it was. And when he came down, ultimately being armed, they killed the guy. Very, very sad situation. And fortunately... Well, there'll be more of it. Well, it's, it's very, very difficult to figure out if you are going to enforce a law like this, how do you do so safely? There's really no good answer there. And that's something that's lost on a lot of these people who are pushing for these laws, isn't it?
1: I don't think it's lost on them at all.
0: And you think they think about these consequences from the outset. That, that of course, they don't That all gun
1: owners will get killed in the process. Mike, these are the same people who all but do a blood dance every time there's a um, a mass murder. A mass murder with a gun, a so-called mass shooting. Um, but what they do is they do, they do a good job at framing these issues. And
0: this gets back to Bloomberg and his organizations and everything of that nature. I watched an excellent video... Uh, from PragerU, guy named Jeff Myers, who spoke at my church about a year ago, ended up buying his book. Uh, very, very bright and thoughtful guy. He talks a lot about different worldviews and today's society. But he's talking about the way the media and a lot of these organizations frame things a certain way. And what he was talking about is that when you're looking at something, you get the full picture, right? You, you've got a broad sense of what's going on. And I'm talking about visually looking at something. Suppose you're looking at a landscape, but then when you frame something, suppose you're taking a photograph of something, you're taking a photograph of a very small portion of that, and you're not seeing the entire picture. And that's exactly what these people do who are pushing for gun control, or these politicians like Michael Bloomberg. So they'll frame it in such a way that, well, if you're not pro-gun control, then you must be pro-gun violence, or you must be pro Dead children. And nobody, nobody in their right mind wants to see these atrocities take place.
1: So they're pushing for gun safety I'm making little air quotes with my fingers so gun owners are they're against gun safety right yeah you got to be careful about those air quotes I'll tell you this oh yeah that's right well that's why I said I'm making air quotes yeah
0: yeah yeah. I'm glad that you announced that I was at a deposition earlier this week oh and uh
1: (laughs) tell tell us the legal story Mike
0: I was at deposition earlier this week and the client was asked a question and when she was giving the answer uh, one of the terms was somewhat sarcastic or what they claim what the other side claimed it was but it so obviously wasn't so she used air quotes but the problem is the air quotes don't appear on the record so when you've got your court reporter there taking <laughs> things down uh, nobody's seeing the air quotes they're just seeing that response that you gave verbatim and similarly on the radio so i'm glad that
1: you <laughs> well mike uh, you know I'm seasoned at this. I've been doing it for a very long time, and I know what I'm doing. A very long time. Certainly, Certainly, certainly. Yeah. Well, this? well uh, attended on this, this program. This is a number three, yes. Yeah, yeah, number right. three. A friend of Ding. the
0: show. A friend of the show, I think. Yes. It's safe Yes, thank call you, you, Mike. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So Kerry, you talk to a lot of people. I got to say that spending time with you, you're really not ashamed to talk to anybody about anything. I have no shame, Mike. I I was with you leading up to the 2016 presidential election, and you were talking to... People at the rest stop, What a Burger, or the toll taker about politics—you're just
1: talking to absolutely anybody, and a lot of people. The, the Trump some shirt helps to uh, start, start conversations. conversations. Well, sometimes you it know what I just say. One thing about it? i thought that I was going to the first day I wore my Trump shirt. I went to King of Prussia Mall, which, uh, if you're not in our area, is just you know a big gigantic mall around here. Uh, you know, with great diverse demographics, you know, everybody's there in other words. So uh like I'm using like liberal jargon but, I think it's the
0: second biggest mall in America or something like that. It's up there. Yeah, it's big. So
1: and I'm walking around with the Trump shirt and I'm expecting I don't know, I'll get punched in the face. Somebody say something nasty. Somebody just nothing. The first place I went into was uh I went to a jewelry store. I went into Tiffany's and they uh the ladies were like, "Oh, I don't know," and this, that. Everybody started coming out of the woodwork, like, "Yeah, we, we like him, but we don't." You know, I'm, I'm digressing, but uh, it's, um, it's a great conversation, Sarah, and it really makes you realize, wait a second, I'm part of the majority here. People do like the president.
0: Yeah, but the, the media will tell you otherwise. The, the media wants you to be ashamed. Yes. They, they want you to be in a position where you were saying that They're people so were, were, were basically uh, confessing to yes, you yes, that yes. they were pro-Trump, right? Yeah. Because that's the kind of sense that you get. And I, I uh, know Probably. a gentleman who actually used to run Democrat campaigns. I believe he ended up voting for Trump. But when the presid- presidential election was taking place, I believe it was even in the primaries— He predicted very early on that Trump was going to win, and he said Trump has tapped into this vein throughout the United States among the American voter, where no matter where I go, I could be in a cab in Chicago, or I could be somewhere else in the Midwest, and people are whispering to me, yeah, I kind of like Trump. And that was the conversation that I had with a whole lot of people at the very beginning, when Trump threw his hat in the ring, when he got into the race. You'd be talking to people, oh, who do you like? And these are people who, frankly, I'm pretty close with family members. And a lot of them would kind of beat around the bush maybe weren't, weren't sure what I was going to have to think about
1: it. Because yeah, they I try to feel, feel you out a little bit. Feel you out a little bit. Ask it's a few sad.
0: questions and, and they say, well, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I don't know how to say this, but but I kind of like Trump. And then once he's done, hey, I'm on the same page over here. He was that, proven a proven leader they, they, at, at all sorts of industries.
1: They feel like
0: they're like, relieved. when they yeah. they're like almost like a, a, a liberating feeling when they're able to tell somebody that because yeah. the, the media has done such a great job. And I say great job as in they've they're been, very good. They're, at it. They're effective. They're good at it. I'm not saying it's a good thing that they're doing it, but they're very effective at pushing this narrative that if you believe in Trump, you should feel ashamed of yourself. That's a dirty secret Don't you dare say that out loud because everybody disagrees with you. Uh, but the more you have these conversations with people, regardless of where you are, the more you find out that that's simply not the truth, is it?
1: no absolutely not uh you know the the uh, i wish that we were as good at playing identity politics or whatever it is not because it's a good thing but just uh whatever it is i maybe it's maybe it's, you know when I think, you say not we you mean, i'm sorry wait, you mean wait let me let me clarify right. i wish that the republicans were as good at just propaganda for lack of a better word uh positive propaganda good stuff um as Positive
0: the propaganda. I don't know. That I I know I'm I'm struggling <laughs> with that, okay?
1: Positive publicity, getting things out there, rallying messaging, people, right? Messaging, messaging. Messaging. As the uh as the Democrats because they can turn absolutely nothing into something. I mean, look, I'm I'm a 43-year-old white male and and now because of that in some circles of people, I must be I must hate I I must be um I know we've said this a bunch of times, but I must be racist, I must be this, I must be that. Uh you know, it's it's a it's a thing. And you guys the audience knows what I'm talking about. Uh it's it's scary. And uh you
0: didn't even throw Christian in there. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh,
1: Christian, yeah. Oh, real bad. I mean, there's a lot of people Christians are not protected anymore. There's
0: there's a lot of prejudice when it comes to Christians from the outset coming from the left, don't you think? What,
1: what I wanna say when I say Christians aren't protected anymore is now we all know who it is, but there's there's certain people who, um, by the right, and I, I can say, or by the left rather, are um, well, I call it the bigotry, which it is, the bigotry of low expectations. But they're like they're protected, you know. They, they, you can't uh, you can't touch that. You can't make fun of them in a the show anymore. You can't, you know. The Simpsons had to remove um, or did I should say remove certain characters. But uh, yeah, there's very few. So if you fall onto the one of the groups that um, you can make fun of um, Christians you know white people you can make fun of um i i don't think that there's a thing see they don't they don't touch on people of color as far as um certain ethnicities are concerned because they're successful but other ethnicities so you know it comes out as extreme as uh, basically which people are you allowed to make fun of in their eyes you are allowed and i've been look i've been seeing this on cuz in my mind you're either Anything is funny if it's funny, it's all in good humor. I mean, look, I'm not one for racist jokes, but if, uh, but you know when somebody's making a joke and when they're not making a joke. But what you're asking me is, um, what do you ask me? I asked you you, because you said that there are certain people who they're
0: allowed to make fun of. Yeah, when I I say allowed, uh, okay,
1: absolutely. They can make fun of, and the, you know, people that are considered. I'm not a fan of racist jokes, by the way. Well, (laughs) Well, I'm not not about to make one. Yeah. But, uh, uh, do you need a, a racist there, joke? Because no, you're a, coming to the a, wrong a, guy, Mike. There's 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 I'm a a not very, telling you one.
0: <laughs> there, there's a big difference between... I do have an answer for what you're asking, uh, by the way. Saying something that's hurtful, offensive, racist racist joke, thing, saying things of that nature. And people on the other side who have seemed to take this way too far. And to the effect the effect that they're stifling speech in the first place. It's very difficult to be a comedian today in that respect.
1: Yeah, they've taken the funny out of comedy. I mean, look, there's, there's comedians who are kind of, who are liberal and they're all right. I mean, like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, is a liberal. He will not, um, you know, self-admitted, he will not play at college. He's like, you can't be funny anymore. Dave Chappelle, I mean, Chris Rock, they, you can't, you can't do it anymore. Um, I want to go back to something you were talking about. You
0: talked about how the left is very good at their messaging. You, know, you called it uh, good propaganda. I don't think that that's... No, like no. Well,
1: it's messaging, right? Right? You were saying that if... if well, I if said the, propaganda. What I meant is messaging is good. And no, the left's propaganda isn't good. But I know that's not what you meant. Uh,
0: right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you, you said that you wish the right would be
1: better at putting this stuff out there. Or
0: as good as... just promotion as in left. general
1: of, of uh, getting things out into... Uh, um, out out into the zeitgeist but
0: but, um, the, but the issue is that it's really that the the media has their slant from the outset and they're just gonna push that yeah, well, they have their own propaganda right? machine so, you can say right. uh, so any media right but I think one of the things that helped Trump win is that he's also very good at messaging wouldn't you say
1: he is unbelievably good at letting the media f- trip all over themselves he sets the bait and they take it every time and as as the rapper, the old dirty bastard said, um, some of you might remember him from Wu Tang Clan, there's no such thing as bad publicity. You didn't know I'd quote the ODB, did you? No, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. No, didn't you realize didn't. that. Uh, Staten
0: Island guy, am I correct? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Staten Island
1: rapper who sadly died on my birthday, November 13th. Um, God rest his soul.
0: Yeah. Well, it, Trump has been very good at messaging, and it'll be interesting to see the way this plays out. Uh, after this whole process is over with impeachment and they move to removal and he's going to have somebody who he's going to have to go against for the election, my feeling is that if everybody shows up, that this election will be a landslide, that Trump will win and he will win very big. I don't think there's anybody they could throw against him that can legitimately beat him. Now, what could happen is people could get extremely complacent. And I think people... Some people are getting tired of this nonstop onslaught of attacks that have come to the president since the very beginning. And if people stay at home, they don't get out there and vote. I think that they'd be in for a rude awakening. I don't think it's something that you could necessarily sleep on.
1: I hope and pray for, I don't know if it's 1988 or 1984, the map of uh, the um, Ronald Reagan election, which... I I actually found it out by accident. I was looking around on and online, and thank you, nineteen eighty four. And And every single state was red, which goes to show, except for one. I think it was Minnesota,
0: Rhode Island. (laughs) No, it was
1: Minnesota. I believe it was Minnesota, and it was against Walter Mondale. Right, and that wasn't. And I know it wasn't Mondale's (laughs) home state, even, which is strange. Um, It goes to show something. Twenty years ago. 30 years ago. Uh, the country. Man, was... you're an old man, you think 84 is 20 years
0: ago. <laughs> 84. All right, watch what I'm going to do. 94. Seems like yesterday for 2004, you. 2004, right? 14. And hey, why okay. do tell our audience what the Beatles like years, when yeah. they came to the United States? <laughs> what was it, like it, watching uh, Elvis in concert? <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever.
1: What's, what's it like being a, being a fetus and sitting next to me? You, you're, you're young. You're don't abort. Young, young, me. <laughs> young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the wrong thing to talk about, yeah. No, we can talk about that right, on lefty, Wait, 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 hold on. You know what? It's a good point. If I was left wing or if you're a lefty, maybe a lefty could call in uh, or something. Um... You're in your thirties, would it be too late to abort you, or is that not i, I don't know like, well, I think, according to the Virginia governor,
0: what they've got to do is uh my mom's got to have a conversation with our doctor and and make a decision right they got to keep me comfortable for a little okay. while though so fair so enough that, that's nice they got to keep me comfortable then they
1: could they can make a decision together well, you'd be guilty until proven innocent <laughs> we don't want a red foot you know we – go anywhere with these red flag laws i wonder if the right i want to run away with hey, them. let's get back
0: let's <laughs> get back to what we were talking about you brought up Joking, the 1984 yeah. election and you, you what yeah. a landslide that yeah, was and it, do you think the that's country possible was unified. coming up over here do you think the country will be unified because there there is division in this country there's no doubt about that there are groups of people uh who want to get rid of our president and despise our president can't stand him for a whole number of reasons whether that's uh, because they have a specific agenda or because they're simply uninformed, but there are those people out there. So what do you think the election is going to look like should he get there?
1: By the way, very, very, very ma- m- huge majority is simply uninformed and, most important, indoctrinated. And I mean that in the, the firmest sense of the word. And I know you know that, and it was a rhetorical question, but uh, I have spoken to people in the very, very loud majority. Um now I lost train of thought. What? Um, please repeat
0: the, the question. question for the 19th time <laughs> in a row,
1: Mr. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the election is going to look like? This is what I say. I think it is going to be. Well, I'll. you know, two things. First of all, I'll be honest with you, Mayor Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg, who, by the way, was a Republican. Um, at right. The time. Were you living
0: in New York at the time? Yes, I was. I was. Okay. I he admitted went as, on the air. I'm ashamed to say it, but voted for him
1: as do, he's the republican Moore. candidate uh, i
0: mean who, who who were your alternatives at that time <laughs>
1: yeah um, <laughs> could and, you imagine what those alternatives looked which like which goes at that to time? show he doesn't have any of the republican values and this isn't even saying republicans are better or democrats are better I'm, I'm not saying that i i mean i know what i feel is better but he didn't even have the values of the party you know that, it's almost that like sucks. false advertising right yeah i mean yeah. that and and you know god and, and you know what kills me really that there's the all these people, and I hate to say, beating the same drum, oh, the racist white man, but they talk about it so much, so I got to mention, do they really want an old, rich, white guy again? Can you have the more epitome of, well, I mean, you can have older, but richer. I, he's in like the top 10 richest people in the world, top 20, literally. Um So if the left doesn't want just an older, old, rich, white guy, I'm going to say one thing. Don't elect another old, rich, white guy. In fact, Trump... um May have, I don't know, there, there is question about who the, uh, who his vice president might be. It might, you know, whatever might be a woman. There's talk about that. You know, it's about Nikki Haley, um, being bounced around, but, uh, I think he'll stay with Pence. Who knows? Maybe he will. Could be good either way.
0: But. With the that was a
1: trump answer you see what i did i went all around could be good either way maybe might be good it might be but with the whole the but probably whole will
0: old rich white guy does yeah. crazy bernie qualify for that standard I he, think he does, does right?
1: you know i'm gonna say something about uh, bernie sanders socialist the nice old man in the rumpled suit is very very dangerous um well first of all he's very rich isn't he Compared to me, I would say, but compared to Bloomberg, I mean, he's a millionaire. You know, he's a millionaire. Bloomberg, but Bloomberg, but- I mean, he's a he's rich guy. For, yeah. for what he's well, out he got, there pushing, right? Yeah, absolutely. For pushing socialism, yeah. he- uh, Capitalism, yeah, capitalism yeah, uh, is treated Everything will well, be right? free. <laughs> everything will be free. You don't just, all you have to do is vote for me. We're gonna take Medicaid and we're gonna move it from the sick fifty-five year old 65, down to 55, 45, 35. <laughs> Who's going to pay for it, though? Um, As Margaret Thatcher said, socialism is wonderful until you run out of other people's money. So who's going to pay for it? Your taxes, whatever they take out of your taxes, you know, Bernie Sanders, or, you know, quite possibly Bloomberg gets in. Just just tack on another 15, 20, 30 percent. I was in Europe not that long ago, and I looked at a pay stub because I was like, you know, somebody showed me. like 55 percent tax. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we get medical and – uh, wow,
0: well, that's a little expensive. If you ask well, that's me, what right? they want. Yeah. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with the Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, W F Y L. So how do these politicians become so rich? Guys like Crazy Bernie, you know, they're over there earning their salary of roughly one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. They become millionaires.
1: Yeah, that's funny. Like, let's take some. Let me just pull a name out of nowhere. Um. Uh. Oh wait. Hillary Clinton, just a (laughs) random name. Uh, Yeah, where did I get a? How is Hillary and Bill Clinton worth millions, tens of millions of dollars with a life of public service? They're listen. I've heard both of them speak. We all have. They're not that great speakers that they're getting a hundred fifty to two hundred fifty five hundred thousand dollars for one hour speaking engagements. Okay. I'm sorry. No, nobody speaks nobody that good. Is that great. Not, a, uh, not even Mike G. Yeah,
0: l- listen, uh, <laughs> the New York Yankees recently signed one of the best pitchers in baseball, Derek Cole, and I wouldn't even gave, listen to him speak. Well, no, they, I'm just they gave well, they gave him a contract yeah. worth over three hundred million dollars of the course of, I believe, it was. 9 years. And you look at the breakdown and somebody did it, he's going to be receiving roughly I think $10,000 per pitch or something like that. And that's reasonable. When, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. That's reasonable. Well, when you when you look at something like that, uh some people have said, "Listen, I don't care how great of a pitcher you are. Nobody's worth that kind of money to an organization." And to your point, you're talking about than going on these speaking tours, the Clintons. Yeah. Now, there's no doubt about it that Bill Clinton is an effective speaker. Uh, he's, yeah. he's done a yeah, good, he's good job speaking. I'm, good not, I'm not talking about the content of his yeah. speeches. Obama, so too. About- great speaker. In oh. fact, that's what get
1: him in, get, get these people into office. Great,
0: you know, I yeah. saw the comedian Dennis Miller one time, and yeah. it was when Obama was in office, he said, yeah, the guy's a great speaker, but let him sell ShamWow's. We need a president, right? There's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of things you could do as a great speaker. You know about
1: what happened to the real ShamWow yeah. guy, the guy who was selling that?
0: No, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, uh, you know I'm not gonna say it's something to do with getting his ear bit off and all sorts of stuff. You guys can look it they up. Can, on, they can Google yeah, the. It's disturbing. Guy? It's disturbing.
0: Okay, let us keep the tangents let's keep to a minimum in, over yeah. here. Well, but, you got the wrong guy. But but, yeah, but, but <laughs> no matter how great of a orator he is, yeah. you know it seems that that's an exorbitant amount of money and something more is going on here. There's definitely more to this picture. But along the the old white guy, the evil old white guy narrative. You got crazy Bernie, right? You've got Michael Bloomberg, you've got Uncle Creepy, Joe Biden. Don't call this program and call him anything other than Uncle Creepy. They seem to to fit that description, don't they? So so what's the deal here? What's going on? Why are they okay? Okay to the left. Why? Why does the left accept people like that
1: when? They... Because they were told to, and that's disturbing. Um, like I said, the propaganda machine uh, is is um, CNN, MSNBC. Is I mean, those are just just the obviously the tip of the iceberg. Are unbelievably effective, and uh, we should be so lucky to have something that effective on the right. But I will say, well, you know, I will say one thing about Trump. Um just to digress for a second, Um just want to unpack this. Trump oh, – I guess my brain is still unpacking it. I kind of lost my, my train of thought there. Um, move on, Mike. I'm going to come back to this.
0: <laughs> All right. We can do that. I saw a shiny right object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll get better. this. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> for those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters. Only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. You know, I did something, I did see something during the week. Hillary Clinton appeared on Howard Stern's
1: program. Did
0: you get an opportunity to see that?
1: Yeah, I did. And um, you know, it's kind of ironic me saying this on the radio. In fact, the first thing I ever uh first radio program I was ever on was actually um on Sirius XM on the Superfan Roundtable for Stern. I used to like the guy so much, but and he was the working people's um he was the hero of the working people uh you know rich guy but still hero of the working people kind of like trump he always had trump on the show he loved trump trump uh you know trump never 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 had a negative word to say about trump was trump he was pro at his Second wedding amendment too? didn't he say he, he carries a gun he, i think he still is strangely pro, pro second, second amendment okay. okay but he's not he doesn't talk about it anymore something, something weird happened to him when he got on the show you can you guys can go into that, into that but uh but he when, when he got into the um that america's that's got, that's got that's talent that's but um yeah he completely sold out that's praising that's her and and kissing her that's her butt uh i think i can say ass it's a donkey but okay his family show come on oh that's right and I feel bad. Um, but that, right, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's what yeah, he did. Groveling um, yeah. over her. Yeah, it it was it was nauseating. How great she was Sell the entire out.
0: time. Um, and, and there were things that you could obviously disagree with politically that they were talking about. But one thing that was frankly scary to me is sitting down with her, talking with her about her life. Kind of showed and the aside great things she did. Uh, aside from it, the great things that she did. Air quotes, is, of course. Really, what I found most. Uh, yeah. frightening to be honest with you is that some of the more mundane things they spoke about with respect to her life he really he made her seem more human than she ever has because I think that uh, we're used to seeing her in this position where she's up on that stage and she's giving these speeches and she's got that loud shrill voice and of oh, course, they're yeah, gonna that, say that, that yeah. by saying loud, show voice too. They, oh, they say you're automatically, yeah, you're, you're like sexist. You're, you're, you're sexist. You can't not like the sound of somebody's voice. Um, but- Hell, <laughs> get down
1: here what's this blue dress uh,
0: or by barking barking like a dog remember she was doing that but with this interview what i'm
1: saying is you know she carries uh, hot sauce in her purse oh
0: that that was absolutely (laughs) horrendous uh but you know by getting her on there talking about some of these things he really did humanize her to a certain degree that i think would have been extremely dangerous prior to the 2016 election
1: uh yeah. She
0: keeps saying she hasn't ruled out ever running again. I don't know. Hey, what if I nothing. was her,
1: I would be running again. I'd be obsessed. I can't blame a woman for that. Coming that close that many times. I mean, look, I mean, when you when you take a, a sick, crazed, and really, I, there's something that's always, you know what it is about her that creeped me out? I think I was, I know I was ahead of my time with this. About 20 years ago, I, I was reading in a book. She said uh, to Bill Eight Eight years years for you, eight years for me. This This complete raw ambition that she had, not about some sort of a cause or something, but yeah, it's uh, too much uh, ambition there.
0: Uh, You know what would have been great is if uh, questions were asked about perhaps the emails or something like that. I feel yeah, like that gets lost on people. Yeah. If you got her one-on-one what happened like to that, or, yeah, with uh, the uh, a question about uh, what happened with the emails. Or, or we talked last week about how a colleague of mine had no idea about the devices she turned in that were smashed in by hammers. Uh, that's something that I guess the mainstream media didn't, didn't uh, choose to put that out there, but absolutely a fact. Uh, these are questions that I think a lot of people want answered. Uh, didn't get answered during this interview. Certainly not the way it was going. So uh, I think. Mike, are you just saying that because she's to. a woman? <laughs> All right, you know well, that's, that, that's how that's that the simplest answer. I'll though, play it, the right? left wing. Right?
1: It, it, Clearly misogynist, Mike.
0: Uh, well, that's that's what happened. Yeah. and and I think that she blamed a lot of her loss. On the fact that she's a woman, America wasn't ready for a woman or, oh, I won the popular vote, changing the rules of the game. Uh, that always sounds ridiculous. I'd vote for a woman in a second. And, and Howard actually said yeah. something that had concerned me a whole lot. He said, I don't even know why we have the Electoral College anymore. He said, I think there was some farmer in the middle of nowhere who thought his rights were going to be taken away uh, without the Electoral College. But they yeah. really they're, show us how these
1: people are out of touch and missing the point, don't you think? Uh, Trump I mean, um, I'm sorry. Stern. So, and, and I've always, I've noticed this, especially in the past 10 years, so disingenuous, which, which is really just a code word for lying. He knows why there's the electoral college. He's a very, very smart man. Um, and I know, I'm sure he listens to this program. Uh, at least that's what I'm telling myself. I mean, why wouldn't he? It's a, uh, it's on Fox. Um, he, uh, he, he's a supporter of Fox. This I know, um, cause you know, it's on serious with him. He talks about it a lot. And, uh, I don't know. It's just it's disappointing to somebody you know, a guy that I kind of, you know, I kind of idolized. Uh, to, um, you oh, know, uh,
0: maybe maybe now you can uh, move on to somebody with a better system of well, values. Well, yeah, that. that that's well, it's
1: been uh, <laughs> uh, no, as a radio personality, uh, 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 not 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 as a not as a um,
0: well, he's, not as a family values he's guy. He even talked about how he got into the business listening to conservative talk yeah. radio and Bob Grant, Bob Grant, yeah, right, absolutely, even guys like Rush Limbaugh coming up in, in that situation, so. Uh there's a lot more to the business than just, you know, the content of what you're stating, obviously. Uh but I think people should check that out, see that for themselves and, and uh
1: most of and- his audience or a, a good portion of his audience are blue collar guys driving a truck, you know, delivery guys, guys in the I mean it's everybody, but but a lot of his core is uh, you know, the working man. And they have have spoken to people, have uh steered away from him. They say, you know, well, what happened to this guy? And plus, he used to like Trump. Trump was his friend. He was at his wedding. All this stuff. Hillary Clinton was at his wedding as well. But, you know, whatever. Hey, it's politics. Um, Who do you think is going to be the candidate for the Democrats? Oh, you can almost be certain that we're going to have the fight of our lives for the Second Amendment because Michael Bloomberg will be because he's a billionaire. I will Why tell you
0: what, be? the minute he announced he was running, I saw his ads everywhere. You yeah. couldn't go on YouTube, you couldn't watch television, and they're all the same thing, right? We've we got all these problems with Trump. Trump's a, a terrible person, and look at what a mess our country is, which, uh, you know. You know, yeah. he's a, uh, you know, uh, Bloomberg— If you is... watch CNN and and MSNBC, right, then then maybe you will think that our country is, is a mess right now.
1: Yeah, but the thing—in fact, that funny thing is mess— uh, that's what they used to call uh, MSNBC, messNBC, because it has such low ratings, and uh, they still do it in some circles, messNBC. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, you would think that things are really, really bad right now. And you know what? The stock market's way up. I just did well on some Boeing stock. I don't know, if Boeing's a sponsor, but hey, sponsor the show, Boeing. Um, and uh, yeah, the thing things are going great. Things are absolutely great. And uh, you know what? I, I go to a lot of gun clubs. I go to a lot of, I'm not finding any Nazis or racists anywhere. I don't find them, you know, and uh, you know, they keep talking about Nazis. I remember there was one kid. I forget his last name. His name is Doug in. In high school, he had a bunch of Nazi crap – and Nazi stuff in his uh, – his crap in his basement, and I, that's the only time I, other than being at a World War II memorabilia show that I've ever seen Nazi stuff, ever. Mm. Um, mm. Like I said, World War II memorabilia show and this weird kid – so my point is, yeah, there's a few Nazis out there and some the racist – a bunch of nerds who – basement dwellers, okay? Um It's not a thing because – and then if anybody out here knows anybody – like I said, they're really talking about Nazis, which Mm -hmm. ironically stands for national blah, 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 socialist. That's what the word Mm -hmm. Nazi stood for, National Socialist Party. Don't confuse us with the facts Uh though that they were left wing. Um, And this is coming from someone who's of Jewish heritage. uh, I am of Jewish heritage and, you know, Mike Bloomberg is is Jewish and it would have been nice to have – personally, I could care less about somebody – you know, being of a religion, background. being of whatever it is, just the best man for the job. I don't care about your skin color. It's so you not. Man. You said best man for the job. Best man, <laughs> best, best woman. Uh, notice I only uh, use two uh, two sexes there. There's uh, man uh, or a woman. I'm sorry. Okay, but um, but you know, it's very ironic and very sad. I don't know how deep you want me. You stop me when you know I get too into the weeds with this. But to have a Jewish man who, after what happened, only not that, not even a hundred years ago, 80 years ago at the, the Holocaust, not even 80 years ago. Okay. Pushing for disarmament. The first thing Hitler did was he went into, when he went into Austria, was he started, they started to have all these hunting accidents. Hunting accidents. There's a woman, an old woman on YouTube who talks about it. It's so easy to find the video. Um, hunting accidents. They said, all oh, right, you got to register your guns. They go and they register their guns, all these people, right? Gun registration. Well, anyway. More hunting accidents, hunting accidents, it, you know, makes me think, think about how all the things that in America that they're, uh, cause gun crime is at an all time low. People, you say that, it's like, what? So, you know, how they keep pumping it up, whatever. So there was all these so called hunting accidents, of course, wasn't happening. So then they came around and took the guns. And this is why, if people don't know, and I think a lot of people don't know why we're against gun registration, registration leads to confiscation. And confiscation leads to extermination. We know what happened. I can assure you if when the Nazis came for the guns, they got the bullets first, it would have been a different story. That's what I say. Uh, that's what a lot of people say. And that's what – um what's the organization that you were talking about but right before you we went on the air, the Jewish – Jewish – reduce preservation of the second amendment. Yeah. So like I said, I mean, I can't think of anybody any group of people that should be more and I know a lot who are, by the way, a lot. Um who are, you know, there's a bunch of Jewish people on ranges and stuff. There's a guy in um who's very outspoken here in Philly, but anyway, who would say, "Yes, we know a thing or two about an over uh about a government that um that becomes rogue and tyrannical and murderous." So Bloomberg, I don't know where your head is, but um, it's not somewhere good, is it? So uh, I I hope everybody keeps an
0: eye on this, and I hope that everybody uh, comes away from this invigorated to vote for your Second Amendment rights, because I can tell you this, uh, with what is going on, they're doing everything they possibly can to make sure President Trump doesn't get to the next election. And the only way that he does not win this next election is if people get complacent. And if people decide that it's not important enough to get out there and vote. So I encourage everybody to stay on top of this. Don't be discouraged. That's all the time we've got for today. Kerry, thank you for joining us. Thank you
1: so much, Mike. I really love being on your program. I really do. (laughs)
0: Ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend. Stick around for We the People, the Constitution Matters. Pastor David Whitney, Professor Phil Duffy. I'll be joining as the legal analyst Thank you. Have a great weekend and God bless you. Bye, everybody.